And Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a chief thief. He was a chief thief, amen. And had the bag and bear what was put and that was bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. I want to preach on this thought for a little while with God being our helper today. Let's break the box. Let's break the box. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we do love you. Thank you for your marvelous mercy and grace that you've bestowed upon us. And Lord, we do thank you so much for being blessed and blessing us this morning in a special way. And God, we thank you for the reading of your word. And I pray, dear Lord Jesus, if there's one here lost and undone and doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, God, I pray, Lord, that you would save them before it's everlasting too late. Lord, I pray that you'll anoint me this morning from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to where I may preach the word to these people. And God, at the end of this service, uh, may we gather around an altar of prayer and break open the alabaster box uh, and worship you in truth uh, and in spirit. God, I pray you'll lead us, guide us, and direct us in whatever we say and do today. And may we give you all the glory and the honor. Thank you, Lord. I pray, dear God, and plead the blood of Jesus on the devil this morning. Help us to preach your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. And you may be seated. John chapter 12 is a very familiar verses of Scripture about Mary of Bethany and about Martha and Lazarus and, of course, King Jesus. Jesus. We see Mary bowing at the feet of Christ and as she was sitting there at the feet of Christ she was weeping at his feet as she washed his feet and in the meantime she was worshiping at his feet. I don't know about you but it helps me sometimes just to get around the feet of Jesus and just humble myself before God and ask the Lord Jesus to help me no matter what I may be going through. I'm glad I've got somebody that I can depend on I may weep at his feet I may bow at his feet but thank God for the worship time that I have at his feet because he deserves all of the worship and glory and honor now what is Mary doing what is Mary doing the Bible says that she's took a pound of ointment of spikenard which was very costly in the parallel readings in the other gospels the Bible calls it an alabaster box and she breaks that box open and boy there's a sweet smelling savor that comes from that box 
And what she's trying to tell the world is, I love my Lord. You see that sweet smelling uh, uh, fragrance uh, that came out of that box of spikenard uh, uh, was the sweet smelling savior that she anointed Jesus. They knew that Jesus was soon going to be going to the cross. So they anointed him red. Look, what she was doing was giving him his roses before his burial. Giving him roses before his burial and was letting the whole world know how much she loved the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question for you to ponder just a little bit of this morning. How long has it been since you got down to business with God and got down at his feet and began to weep and began to worship and break open your alabaster box and let the whole world know that you love the Lord Jesus Christ and he's the one that you're serving and he's the one that you're loving and he's the one that you're going to live for. How long has it been? This world needs to hear that from our lips. How much we love Him. And they need to see it by our lives. How much we love Him. Here we see Lazarus at the table. The Bible says which had been dead. But he ain't dead no more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> The first time we read about old Lazarus, he was in the tomb. Now we read about him, he's at the table. That's just how we were when we were lost and undone. When we were lost, we were in a tomb. We're in a tomb spiritually. But thank God when Jesus brought us out and saved our soul and put us on a solid rock, we're not in the tomb no more. We're sitting around the banquet table feasting on the man of God. That's where I want to be this morning. Amen. We see Lazarus. At the table. We read of Judas being there. You know who old Judas was. The old trickster. The old thief. Old Judas tried to make the comment. What in the world is this woman doing? That's very costly ointment. Why in the world is she breaking open that box? Putting it all around Jesus. Spreading it all over his feet. And would feed the poor for a long time. I got news for you. Judas wasn't interested in helping the poor. Judas was interested in helping his pocket. Matthew rendition of this story has the party all gathered together for supper congregating at Simon's house. Simon was the ex-leper is the one we're speaking of. The one the scripture speaks of this morning. And the phone will touch on four things that I want you to look at in the word of God. The first one being the banquet. The banquet. They've all gathered together and Martha done made them supper and Martha was going to serve. And look at everybody that was involved here. We have an an ex-dead man and we have an ex-leper at the banquet. Yet Lazarus, who once was dead and is now alive, sitting at the table, is not this center of attention. Oh, Simon, an ex-leper, had been done touched by God. An old nasty leper that had done been cleansed was sitting at the table. But yet he himself was not the center of attention. 
At this banquet, Jesus Christ was there, the only one that could have raised Lazarus from the dead, the only one that could have cleansed the leper, and it was Jesus Christ himself who was the center of attention. Folks, I want to tell you today, whether you're sitting at the banquet table or in the church house or out in a wicked world living your life, Jesus Christ ought to be the center of attention and let everybody know who you serve and who you love and who is your Savior. Jesus. Somebody said one time, boy, y'all make Jesus out to be a big deal. I said he is a big deal. All y'all want to do is preach on Jesus. Thank you very much. All you want to do is brag on Jesus and talk about how good he is. Thank you very much again. You ain't nothing but a Jesus freak. Well, thank you again. Amen. It's not a big deal. Why is he not a big deal? He's a big God. Come to think of it, he had a big virgin birth. He lived a big life. He performed big miracles. He prayed big prayers. He carried a big old cross. They throwed him in a big hole on that cross and it went thug and boy, I know it called his big pain. They took him down off the big cross after it done crawled up that big hill. Put him in a big tomb. He came out a big God. Come out of that big tomb. Walked among big men once again. Performed a few more big miracles and then got on a big cloud and got out of here. Went to a big home up in heaven where he's preparing me a big house. (laughs) And one day he's coming back down on a big cloud and he's going to pick up a big crowd of people. (laughs) And we're going to a big party in the sky, man. We're going to the big house in the sky, that big mansion that he's preparing for you and I. That's where we're headed one day and he's forgiven me of all of them big sins. He's a big savior and thank God I know where I'm headed this morning and you need to go with us. Amen. We do serve a big God. We serve a big God. You see that banquet getting together there as they preparing the meal. But I want to bring your attention to that box. The Bible says there's a pound of spikenard and the other renditions of the gospel called it an alabaster box. Now this box was made out of stone and the stone had been hollowed out and was used to transport liquids. It was a pretty sturdy container. What kind of liquid was it? It was spikenard. Spikenard is actually a plant that is grown in the Himalayan mountains and was very, very valuable. It had to be imported into Jerusalem and it was imported into Bethany and it was crushed to make a sweet-smelling perfume. Even Judas says it would be worth about 300 pence. And just to put that in perspective, in those days, from what I've studied, in those days for one day work, you get one pence. So he had 300 days of labor did uh, Mary have in that alabaster box. That was her life. It was very costly. Apparently that was probably the best that Mary had. 
She broke it open and gave it to Jesus. I just wonder how many of us this morning are doing our very best, are giving our very best to the Lord Jesus Christ as Mary of Bethany here is doing in the Scripture. What Mary is doing is she is valuing Christ as more valuable than anything that she's ever had. She's valuing Christ more valuable than anything that she could ever possess. She's valuing His blood. She's valuing His life and saying, Lord, You are the center of attention and You are my life. I want to worship You and adore You. That alabaster box can be simply something very dear and close to you. All of us ought to have an alabaster box. It may be a fishing boat or a fishing rod. It may be a home. It may be your boyfriend or your girlfriend. But let me tell you, your boyfriend ain't Jesus. Your husband ain't Jesus. Your wife ain't Jesus. He's to be first. You see, what happens is sometimes uh, uh, people begin to place uh, any and everything uh, above the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and uh, they have make themselves an alabaster box. But when they come around Jesus, they want to hold it under and keep it with them uh, when they should give it to the Lord uh, and allow Him to bless. Uh, and by putting Him first in our lives, folks, the most precious thing to you and I in this life ought to be Jesus Christ and Him alone. The most precious thing. People have said this statement, and I often reply with a very intelligent Greek word, baloney. <laughs> they say, they'll stand up and testify. You know, some people just don't know how to testify. Some people will stand up and say, I sure did give up a lot to serve Christ. I get to thinking about that statement. I said, boy, you sure did. You gave up a sinful life. You gave up eternity in hell. You gave up a life without blessings from God. You gave up a rough and rugged life. uh, And you picked up salvation. You picked up Jesus. You picked up forgiveness by the precious blood. But you think you gave up a lot to serve Him? No siree. I'll take that trade off any day. I got the best end of the deal. Amen. The box. But look at the breaking. In Matthew and Luke, I believe it is, they said they broke the, she broke the box open. You ever notice before that you can be a blessing to somebody that a lot of times you have to be broken? And if you're not willing to be broken, then you won't be a blessing. But thank God when He breaks us, He's always there to comfort. You see, I've known some old-time preachers in my day that have actually made this prayer, and I've said it myself, and it's very bold. You as a Christian would be very bold to say this prayer. When you say, Lord Jesus, I ask you this day, would you please take me, break me, and make me what you would want me to be. You're talking about... Putting the devil on alert. He will be put on alert. Take me. Break me. 
and make me what you'd want me to be. You see, she had to break open that alabaster box before she could spread the blessing. Before that sweet aroma would travel out through that house and out of the windows and out into the streets, uh, she had to break open that box. There had to be a breaking. I think about through the scripture, that little boy that was used in the feeding of the 5,000, guess what? Uh, Jesus uh, had to come along and break those loaves before the multitude could be fed. They had to be a breaking. Uh, Gideon's army had to be broken before they could win against the, uh, the enemy in a battle. Folks, there has to be a breaking before the sweet odor of the ointment could spread throughout the house. Uh, there had to be a breaking, and you and I sometimes have to be broke. She had to break open the stone box. The house was filled with the odor of the ointment. You may be here today in need of spreading a little ointment yourself. Spread it around and let the fragrance speak of how much you love him and how sincere you are in serving him. Break open the box. I see the blessing. As number four, the house is filled with odor. It wasn't no stinking odor. It was a sweet smelling savor. Somebody in the house is loving on Jesus. Back in those days, that spikenard was given to your honey for a smell em up sauce. Amen. Y'all know what that is? That's that stuff in women spray on you and it back gags you going out the door. But spikenard wasn't that way. Spikenard wasn't that way. Spikenard was sweet smelling. No, no, putting all kidding aside, spikenard was a perfume. And the men would buy and give the ladies that perfume to show them how much they love them. And if a lady walked by and they smelled the smikenard on them, they knew that she'd been loved by somebody. All Mary was doing was sharing and showing her love for Christ. Someone had done gone beyond their rituals, done gone beyond their formalities, and done got serious with God. They done went the second mile, and Mary had evaluated that Jesus was more costly than anything else in her life. But wouldn't it be good for us this morning for someone to come to an old-fashioned altar and break open their alabaster box, uh, surrender their life to God, and let the world know that Jesus means more to them and all the world? I like it when someone breaks the box open. Amen. I like it when that box is broke open and them tears begin to flow like a river. I like it when that box is broken open and someone stands up and begins to testify. I like it when that box is broke open and someone's singing toward heaven. I like it when that box is broke open and someone gives their heart to Christ. I like it when that box is broke open and God does and moves and great, great things happen. I like it when that box is broke open. Like it when people worship the Lord. The critics are going to be out there. Just like Judas was. Judas said. That ain't going to help nothing. What are you doing with that box of ointment? 300 pence. That could feed the poor. Critics is always going to say something. Somebody's going to say something about the way you worship today. 
Somebody might say something about how I preach today. But I got news for them. Jesus said, let them alone. He said it in the scripture. Let her alone. She's preparing me for my burial. Jesus had done been anointed with the spike nerd in. Jesus had made it to the garden of Gethsemane. He's praying unto his father, please let this cup pass from me. Bible says he was praying in the garden and his blood became as great drops of blood. Been praying a long time, been up for days. Apparently in that part of the country he was sweating. Soldiers come and gave, came, came and got him and he went before the kangaroo court. Started to carry that cross up Calvary's Hill around all those people. A very populated part of town. He'd been beaten and they were dragging him around. Pushing him down to the ground. As undoubtedly he was extremely tired. They began to beat him. Put him on the whipping post and got what they called a cat of nine tails and ripped the flesh off of his body. They spit upon him. They nailed him to the cross to be raised up toward the heavens. But I want you to think before all of that had taken place, he had done been anointed by Mary with Spikner. If that was anybody else that went through those series of events as Christ did, there would definitely be a foul smell, a foul odor coming from an individual. Just the stench of stink coming from the box. But for some reason or another, I believe Jesus smelled sweet. Because he had done been anointed with the perfume before it all took place. And every time that Roman soldier would get that cat of nine tails and rip the flesh off the back of Christ and whip it back, I believe the smell of love was in the air. I believe every time that Roman soldier would rear back and nail that uh, uh, that nail into the hand of Christ and into to both feet of Christ, I believe it whiffed up a sweet, loving smell of Christ. Might have even smelt a little bit like the rose of Sharon. I believe as Jesus hung on the cross in that smitten condition, as the breeze began to blow across Mount Calvary, I believe you could smell the sweet presence of love. You got to understand, before Jesus became the sacrifice and the ultimate sacrifice that he was, 
They would bring animals and offer them up for burnt offerings. Couldn't you imagine the stink and the smell of that odor that would come when they would sacrifice the the goats and the cows and the turtle doves? The stench of that smell of that uh, burning of that offering. But yet, when our ultimate offering was lifted up toward the heavens, all they smelled was a sweet-smelling savor to the God of heaven. I believe when that the Roman soldier stuck that spear in the side of Jesus, someone in the crowd probably smelled sweet salvation. I believe when they uh, uh, got their fist and beat Jesus, I believe they uh, probably had the smell of sweet redemption upon their flesh. As the breeze blowed through the cross of Calvary, I believe you could smell a, a sweet forgiveness provided by sweet grace and sweet mercy. And today I still smell sweet blessings uh, coming from God of heaven uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ uh, because He is the King of kings uh, and the Lord of lords uh, and He's worthy to be worshipped this morning. I want to touch on one other thing and I'm going to close. Mary and Martha kept house. Think about this real closely. Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha kept house. And undoubtedly, they had many things that they could have used to anoint the feet of Jesus. Surely they could have had a rag. She could have used some sort of garment that would have been handy. Even when they were washing the saints' feet, they used a towel. They called upon a towel. They girded themselves with a towel. She could have used many things to wipe down the feet of Jesus. But she washed his feet with her what? Her hair. Got to thinking about that. And I got to just pondering and praying a little bit. And I said, Lordy, Lord, they had stuff there to anoint your feet with. But she broke open that costly box and she spreaded that ointment all over your body with that ointment through her hair. Then I got to thinking. 1 Corinthians 11.15 says the woman's hair is her glory. Woman's hair is her glory. Mary took her glory and casted it toward the feet of Christ like it was nothing. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm about to have a spell. You better look out. These crutches is going to come flying. In other words, church, what I'm trying to relate to you this morning is He deserves uh, all the glory and He should get all the glory. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about Todd Black. It's not about Turning Point Church. It's not about you. It's not about anybody but one individual and one individual only. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He should get all of the glory, all of the praise, and all of the honor this morning. If He can live and die for us, why can't we? We live for Him. Why don't you come this morning and break open your box and give Him the glory. 
Give him the honor. Give him the praise. Let the sweet smell of love let the world know who your Lord is. If they don't see it in your life, if they don't hear it from your lips, they may never know. Let's stand this morning. Sister, come get us a song of invitation. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Let me ask you that question again that I asked you at the beginning of this message. How long has it been since you got down to business with God and said, Lord, I'm just here to worship you and tell you how much I love you. You see, you may be here this morning. You may have burdens that you may need to bring to God. It's time to bring them. You may have need of salvation in your soul. Guess what? It's time to come get it. Today's the day of salvation. Then again, you may be here with no need in your life at all. In any case, this altar's still open. If you don't have a need today, why don't you just break open the box and tell the Lord Jesus how much you love Him. How much you adore Him. And worship Him and praise Him in truth and in spirit. Our Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we do love You. Thank You for dying on an old rugged cross for an old sinner like me. And oh, Lord, I smell the sweet-smelling savor even this morning. Smell it and it blows this way. I smell a little bit of grace. (laughs) Smell a little bit of goodness. Whole lot of mercy. Lord, even smell salvation in the air. Sweet smell of love from our home in heaven. God, I pray you'd bless each and every one. 